we, we, we keep our fingers crossed on that. Um, got a little update from the sheriff here. Hopefully production can put that up there. Um, indication uh, we've got it uh, uh, of, the, of the letter that we got from the sheriff's department that says, uh, you may have read, a little, there's a little bit of an argument going on between the uh, uh, Police Benevolent Association and uh, uh, sh the sheriff over um, decisions that are being made over, well, I guess, working conditions and uh, salaries and all. Well, we don't have uh, all the details on that, but we do have a, a statement from the sheriff that um, they're negotiating in good faith and making decisions that they think is best for the both the sheriff's office and the citizens of Lockyer County. Uh, we've been covering that for a while. Um, I don't see that production was able to put the letter up, but that's uh, um, something that uh, it really is not essential. Uh, what we got coming up will be essential in a moment. I hope we can get that up for you. But anyway, uh, just keeping track of that for you because uh, the sheriff traditionally, and it, is, it goes all the way back to at least my familiarity with the OLED, um, when you have a situation, you're a, a sheriff, you're on the hot seat, uh, you know, you catch it either from uh, um, this group or that group, and uh, it's gone through all sorts of things, you know, take down the mug shots, uh, defund the cops, uh, you know, you don't know background checks. Uh, uh, it's very difficult to get people to enter law enforcement right now. From I get from all kinds of people uh, in all sorts of positions. Uh, <clears throat> we are managing to uh, strip the society of, of, of uh, encouragement to be in the law enforcement world. And uh, so, you know, it's a hot seat and we've covered it. We will cover it in depth as we get to it. We've already covered uh, the task force confusion going on uh, between uh, uh, the, the sheriff's office and uh, uh, the state attorney and all that business. So, um, um, evidently, we're having still volume production problems, volume problems. I got to take time out and see if we got. If we got. Can you fix this, Evan or uh, Reagan? Hold on, everybody. Working on it. <laughs> problem. It's the system. They did it with the other show this morning as well. It's just the system. Well, I'm getting it's uh, just a little uh, low. They can hear it's just a little low. That's all it is. It's just well, a little it's low. Well, the system evidently. It's some uh, bad echo. Uh, okay, thank you very much. I'll tune in back in with you. You shut that down. We um, Evidently, it's a system, so you guys are just have to put your ear. You'd be like that dog that sits next to his master's voice that comes out of the Victrola, the old-time Victrola, I guess. Seems to be out of production's hands. So, um, anyway, got to proceed here. We've got a story coming up here that... Um, I hope we can uh, cover right well. I'm going to ask for the uh, ask for the deeds. Uh, um, okay, I'm going to get into an extension of the story we've been covering, and um, it has to do with the Carly Simon thing. I'm going to wait until I see these uh, things come up on my screen. Make sure that we've posted them because I'm going to need them to talk to to you about that we've uncovered with our research team about the uh, uh, Carly Simon situation, as you know which we covered in pretty good depth uh, for you. Uh, uh, there, that's, uh, I don't know what that is there. What is that? The deeds. Uh, okay, that's the deeds in there. Um, let me see how they show up. Um, uh, wait a minute. Uh, I don't see them. Nothing. Yeah. Wait on it. Hold on, friends. Hold on, friends. Okay, I'm going to proceed anyway. I'm, I'm, I can't really burn. I don't like dead air. Let me just uh, tell the story. Maybe production can figure out how to get this up there. Um, we've been investigating further the relationships, a mysterious relationship here that we're looking into. Uh, we, you saw in the uh, in the uh, in the paper by her own admissions um, that um, Kari Simon said by her own admissions um, that she had learned things from the inside. Uh, we assume that she learned those things on the inside once she was the superintendent. And what we learned, apparently, is that what she did when this uh, uh, brouhaha came up about the purchase of the real estate a, uh, out west of, on uh, 241 is um, and she reported this to Freck. Okay? Now, Freck is the Florida Real Estate Commission. Um, in case you don't know what it is, it is in charge of all the discipline of realtors. 
brokers, all that business. Uh, they are the ethics. They are the legalities. Uh, they look into any kind of uh, uh, inquiry that's given to them to see if there's validity to it. Uh, they have a lot of power. Uh, they're able to, uh, to discipline and to uh, uh, met out some sort of restraint and punishment for people in the real estate profession who um, do things that are against the ethics and the rules of the profession. And so by, uh, we learned that Carly Simon first apparently reported um, suspicious, uh, what she thought was uh, out of line behavior with uh, the Grotos Riles um, Commission and participation in the purchase of the uh, uh, school board land. And Preck told her to go pound sand, okay? There's nothing here. Go pound sand. There's nothing here. All right, we're not uh, we're we're not uh, uh, interested in it. There's no rules that are broken here. This is traditional stuff. Uh, we um, have nothing to say about it. The mysterious thing is after she was rejected um, uh, by Florida Real Estate Commission, she went to Kramer, state attorney. Now there's some things, and he decided to do the charges and do the SWAT and all this business that has become uh, really heavy duty right now in the public, in the community because of the heavy handedness of it. And people have begun to wonder what it's about and why it happened and how it happened and why these people, all the above that we've reported on. Okay. So we began to investigate the relationship of a few people here in this equation, if you will. Now, Ken Cornell, came to the microphone in the uh, commentary uh, on March 1st to decide whether or not uh, Carly Simon's contract would be terminated. He came and supported her enthusiastically and uh, passionately, if you will, and supported her and told uh, the uh, school board, which was none of his business, by the way, because he's a member of the county commission. And so you wonder People began to wonder, why did he stick his nose in there? Why does he come across? He's the only county commissioner that I recall coming to the microphone. <clears throat> he came to the microphone, identified himself as a county commissioner, and there he was. <clears throat> he was commenting and advising the school board to retain her. Okay, well, so why he? Well, we looked into this, and I've got to tell you that Ken Cornell is the vice president of Boss Art Realty, okay? The vice president of Boss Art Realty. Keep that in your mind as this story unfolds, and I'll ask you questions as we go. I'm not going to make any uh, 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 connect, connect the dots for you, but I'm going to give you some specifics from which you might want to connect the dots. And um, uh, here... Here is what we have discovered. Uh, there are uh, a, a number of transactions that have taken place from 12-15-2017 uh, all the way up to 10-1-2020 uh, where, where Carly Simon has not only used Boss Hart Realty, but all of these closings uh, have been done using <coughs> Aaron Bossart's wife, who is an attorney and has a, a deed company, has, a, has a, a title insurance company. Now, when we take a look at these, all 10, because this is what's called in real estate flipping. In other words, when you flip a house, you, you get it and then you put whatever you need to put into it to make it uh, more valuable than what you paid for it. And then you roll the dice and you think, that once you put in those whatever you need to do, which might be small, might be somewhat major, uh, you can make a handsome profit at the other end <clears throat> by selling it and, uh, uh, and uh, that way, you know, flipping the house, as we call it. Now, you don't intend to live in the house. Uh, you buy the house, which is interesting because there have been people who have claimed to live in it to get a residential mortgage, which is a lower rate but don't really live in it and then flip it before it ever becomes a moment of consternation and investigation 
We're not going there with this. We're not saying that, although there are people who do that to get a better mortgage rate. But we are saying that all 10 of these transactions, both buying and selling, were done by Aaron Balthart's wife in Balthart Realty. Okay? Every single one of them. Now, what is interesting is the profit that Carly Simon made off these flips is far beyond what she's complaining about Drotos and Riles making in one transaction broker deal that was perfectly legal, that was perfectly traditional. Even Florida Real Estate Commission said, go away. There's nothing wrong with this. So, you know, go about your business and do something else. I think the deal that Collier and Riles made, Drotos, Collier's, made was $147,200 on the real estate deal, which was, by the way, as we've said before, if the school board wanted to sell that land right now, they could sell it for a profit. And the man who owned it. Now, meanwhile, the flipping houses world has brought her $157,000 price difference in a house she flipped in Black Pines. In Prairie Wood, she flipped a house and made $25,500 difference in what she paid for it and what she sold it for. In Apple Tree, she flipped a house and made $126,000 more than what she paid for it. So you take $157,000, $25,500, $126,000, and in the duck pond, she flipped one and made $6,000. So you add all that up. I think that adds up. This is a point of reference, just something to look at. She made a lot more flipping houses with Boss Hart. Mind you, all this is with Boss Hart, which Ken Cornell is vice president of, which Ken Cornell goes to the microphone and urges the school board to keep her. And then there's one more kicker. On Lake Santa Fe, she owns a lot, a house, a piece of property right there on Lake Santa Fe. And guess whose property is contiguous to hers? Guess who is right next door to her? Guess who is her neighbor? It is Ken Cornell. Ken Cornell. Now, Ken Cornell, let's repeat it, doesn't want, by the way, to be deposed in, we know this because we've been told this, the lawyer is trying to protect Cornell from what we understand, if I'm wrong, correct me, from being deposed in the Drotos, Riles, Boss Hart case. Because he hadn't been deposed yet. And I've listened, on a Zoom call, I listened to some of the conversation that the liars were doing, and it really sounded suspicious about, you know, what are you hiding from? Where are you going? What's dragging your feet about? So I'm not going to make any conclusions about this. I'm just going to tell you this is public record. Public record that she flipped 10 closings. You have to remember, you close when you buy and you close when you sell. There are 10 closings and sellings that are done with the same attorney who is Boss Hart's, Aaron Boss Hart's wife. Okay? Now, you'll say, is there anything legally wrong with that? No. But generally, closing agents have the ability to, you know, go with different title insurance companies. It just appears to be a relationship that explains perhaps why Simon, on her own, what we can tell, tried to turn Drotos and Riles in on the school board thing. She claims she had learned some things from the inside, which we take it to mean once she was the superintendent, she learned things. And then we take it that, you know, we haven't really been able to narrow this down, but she went to Freck while she was a superintendent because she had learned some things from the inside. I don't know what those things would be. 
because uh, we can't find evidence. Now, nobody, all we want to do is see the evidence. We have not been able to see the evidence. What is the evidence here? What evidence is there that there was something illegal about the school board purchase? We haven't seen it. Nobody's seen it. And, and uh, you know, it, it should be in this, it should be disclosed. I mean, if all these people were dis deposed, then it'd be out there in the open. But we haven't been able to depose Ken Cornell. Ken Cornell goes to the microphone to urge them to keep Simon. Simon is his neighbor at the lake with a piece of lake property. She also has a house over here in uh, West Hills uh, behind uh, 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 North Florida. Uh, and, and, and of course, he's the vice president. And of course, the closing uh, uh, the title insurance agent 10 times is Bossart's wife. Okay, now, all the deeds are closed by Kim Bossart. Let's summarize. Um, Kim Bossart uh, gets paid for title insurance. She has a title insurance company. Uh, that title insurance company does the closing. Okay, there's a closing fee. Um, there is uh, more money being made by Simon flipping houses with Bossart and Kim uh, Bossart doing the closings than by many, many times than, uh, you know, Riles and Drotos making on the school board deal, just as a point of comparison. So uh, that is an interesting development that has happened in the last 24 hours through our research. It's all public record. Uh, I don't know what you make of it, but it is uh, certainly an interesting uh, bedfellows, if you will. Uh, all in uh, some sort of relationship with each other here um, that uh, um, uh, is, un is under the microscope right now. So we're going to keep it under the microscope and keep looking at it. The mystery is, why would Brian Kramer turn something into a criminal investigation that Freck wouldn't touch? That, that, that really is a big mystery. What is going on there? Do these people have relationships going back in childhood. You know, that was the case with Gigi Simmons and Tony Jones at the Hookah Lounge shooting. Um, they all know each other, Johnson, those people, they all know each other back to childhood. And so we know that uh, uh, these people uh, know each other. We know how they know each other, by the way. I'm not gonna bring that up, but we know that Simon and Kramer has some things in common. Uh, um, um, as I say, I'm not going to go there with that um, because it, it, it involves, um, you know, culture and uh, things of that nature. So, but the actual hard evidence is here for you to think about. Flip, flipping houses, okay, people do it. I've always thought it was kind of, uh, I don't know, shaky. Uh, it's a little bit different though from overage. Overage is where you as a realtor, and I'm not accusing this of being overage, Overage is where you're this, you have a house and you're, let's say, uh, you know, I'm the realtor and I go in and say, geez, your house, I like it, I'll buy it myself. And I buy it for a low price, say 100,000, but I know that house, I can turn around and sell it uh, for 150. So why didn't I tell you to, uh, to list it for 150? Because I didn't want you to make that money, I wanted to make the difference between that 100 and 150. That's called overage. That is highly, highly, uh, unethical and illegal, and uh, Freck will come down on that. So uh, it looks as if uh, we, we've got some situations here that are just coincidental, or do they have more here than meets the eye? I think time will tell if we can ever see the evidence, the actual evidence that caused Kramer to call this a criminal case. Uh, we know that he's kicked this down he's to another attorney, uh, we're waiting around to get the evidence. We're waiting around to get Cornell deposed uh, and, and we'll see what comes out of that. So I thought it would be interesting as a follow-up for you to know this. It's easy to know it if you just take the time to go to the public record. It's not something that, uh, uh, you know, is, is buried somewhere. You just have to know where to look and you have to have a reason to look. And when you don't know what you're gonna find and all of a sudden this pops out and you say, my golly, you know, with the same closing title insurance lawyer, huh? Uh, well, are there more there meets the eye? 
We don't know. So that is, uh, by the way, I'll be looking at your uh, comments here. If you uh, uh, have anything to say, I'll be checking it out. Uh, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll continue this investigation. But the bottom line is, as I say, there's a lot more money made here by Carly Simon flipping houses with Boss Hart than there ever was with Rotos and Riles doing a broker a transaction broker deal on a school board thing that uh, has yet to be determined as anything out of line at all. We'll take a break at the bottom of the hour. We're going to come back and talk about uh, some other events going on. Let me see if I covered my, my uh, uh, yeah, the, the Gainesville Sun, by the way, had a very, very flawed, stupid editorial about this. Let me close off with that. Um, just, just awful. Let me just go through the highlights of this thing. Um, you know, this is typical misinformation. Let me just, let me just tell you a couple things that are so bad that jump out at me. Um, the, um, basically what's going on here is the, uh, the, uh, school board is being blamed for what's called a gap. And the gap is the difference between test scores of black and white students. And that's what this is all about, okay? So what do you think is the bottom behind that? Well, the race card, obviously. The bottom line is, according to the teachers that actually are in the classroom, who actually do the teaching, who actually do the work, is that the problem is these kids come to school with no home life and all that a home life means. A home life means a mother and a father. A home life means reading to your child before that child goes to school, teaching that child the English language, okay? Not some subculture version of it, but the English language, teaching the a child the concept of time, Te teaching the child the concept of mathematics before they go to school. So that when they go to school, they many times, cases teachers tell me about, these kids won't even know their names, their last names. They don't come to school on regular time. They don't come to school fed. You know, a lot, hey, who's, that's the school board's problem? So this doggone editorial completely, let me tell you something else from being in the classroom. I'm going I'm to be honest with you here, um, with, as if I'm not always honest with you. In the classroom, for the, we teachers, for us, for us, it's an object of preposition, for us teachers in the classroom, it doesn't make a dang what the administration is doing, good or bad. Nothing ever affects us because we are where we're at the front. We're at the combat zone. We're right there in the combat zone with those students, confronting their issues, trying to help them. Not, we don't care what color, we're, we're trying to help them succeed. The administration, I've always felt, was a bunch of jokers. I don't care where I was. Sometimes there were good guys. When there were really good guys, they empowered me to do my job and left me alone. When there were horrible people, they meddled with you and tried to tell you how to do your job. And it doesn't matter what they're doing. We still go into the classroom and close the door alone with these students and start to work. I mean, really, I don't need anything but a, but a pencil on a piece of paper. That's it. I don't need a computer. I don't need, I don't even really need lights. And when I was at Gainesville High, there was no air conditioning. I didn't even have air conditioning. I don't care. <clears throat> that's not it. So that's what we're doing. We're having all this money at the administrative level for all these programs. That doesn't make a darn bit of difference to the students. It doesn't make a darn bit of difference to what the teachers have to work with. Nothing. Now, you say that the school board has a huge challenge, it says in its editorial, recruiting a new superintendent. Hey, how about the challenge recruiting teachers? A superintendent's one individual. The teachers, how about recruiting them? I'm talking about bright teachers. I'm talking about real good teachers. We have them, but can you go find them and recruit them? It's as bad as being a cop. Nobody wants to be a teacher. There's no discipline. Nobody wants to be a cop. Nobody supports you. Come on, Ed. This is typical crap out of this editorial from the Gainesville Sun. It's all verbiage. They don't have a clue what they're doing. That's my... 
spiel for now. Let's take a break and wake up the production here. We'll be out back in a moment and I'll continue. Thank you very much, Ward Scott on the Ward Scott Files. Professor Warthog will be right back. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. The Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are On the Spot Dry Cleaners, Okita America Martial Arts, R&R Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.awardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Wardscott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. If your brains were lard, you couldn't grease a small frying pan. <laughs> to call you stupid would be an insult to stupid people. Octone, octone. The papers are not in order. Step out of the line and report to the inspection station. We are going to search your belongings. Much now. At Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me. Help. Well, welcome back to Ward Scott's Files. Uh, Professor Warthog here in the Warthog Manly Command Center in the Melbourne Law Studio. Uh, we appreciate you uh, bearing with us today. We have some technical problems that are really kind of beyond our control, uh, but we're doing the best we can. And I see some of you have still managed to get a drink of water from the well here. And um, of course, um, uh, we're uh, going to continue uh, uh, with the best we can delivering what we had. To summarize what we just went through, uh, I showed you some uh, 10 transactions that have been done with the same title insurance attorney who happens to be the wife of the owner of, of son of the owner of, however it works out there at Boss Hart. And uh, also a lot of money made, which is fine, uh, but it was done in a way. And also that individual whom Cornell um, stuck his nose into the school board business happens to live on the lake, have a police property on the lake right next door to Cornell continues. Uh, interesting, interesting, strange bedfellows, perhaps. Perhaps nothing at all. Get along, little doggy. Nothing here to see. Get along, little doggy. Uh, we're going to take a look at Ukraine for a moment here. Um, I want to show you some pictures of production control up there and give me the high sign when they're there. Um, I have a friend who was a, a very ardent uh, uh, fan of the show uh, who is in the National Guard, uh, captain in the National Guard. Great picture there. Leave it right there, Reagan. Um, the, uh, uh, I've got to tell you some things now that I can tell you. Uh, my friend who watches the show constantly, uh, indicated to me uh, last year at the end of the year uh, that he was a captain in the National Guard, uh, that he was being called up to go to Ukraine, his unit. So he reported in November of 2021 to prepare to go to Ukraine. That tells me that we knew uh, something was getting ready to come down. And, uh, I can hear that, Reagan. Um, uh, so we, uh, we, uh, we, we uh, know that he then left because he can stay in contact with me. He left to go to Ukraine in December 2021. Now, what we have here that I communicate with him now with an encrypted secure uh, line that uh, is back and forth just between him and me. Uh, so these are pictures that he sent me uh, just before I went on the show of what's going on in Ukraine. There's a B-52 bomber. Uh, B-52 bomber is our SAC bomber that carries nuclear bombs. Um, we also had a picture just a moment ago uh, of, uh, and I'm a little bit behind you, of paratroopers um, coming out of the sky and, and coming in. Uh, the, uh, there's the B-52 as I'm seeing it now. Um, 
that's pretty dramatic for us to bring those out now. Uh, we had mothballers had them to stand down, as I understand it, for a while, but we've got them up and, and ready to go there. Uh, the uh, paratroopers coming in, there you see that picture. I'm seeing it on my screen now, uh, dropping into um, the area he's in, which I'm not really allowed to give you a specific on that, nor is he allowed to tell me. I know that um, they have been pulled back to the Poland border, and um, we're sitting there on the pole. Now, this is the National Guard. And I was kind of kidding around with some people about this. A lot of people think when they join the National Guard or in the National Guard that they're just going to go down and guard the football game. No, buddy. And it's just like the Coast Guard. Uh, if you're on the Coast Guard in Vietnam, you can find yourself in the Mekong Delta. So whose coast are we talking about? It can be anybody's coast. So we got our National Guard there. Uh, we've got our B-52s there. Uh, we've got our paratroopers there. Uh, we're sitting on the Polish border. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit now about what I've been able to learn about the Ukraine through my communications with people over the secure networks and the research that I've done. Um, I've been around for quite a while now. I was born at the beginning of World War II. Um, and uh, I, I can tell you that that event absolutely, totally disrupted my family forever in ways that, you know, you wouldn't obviously see. Um, but it disrupted the family unit. Um, it, you know, my father was away for five years in heavy combat, heavily decorated, wounded, Battle of Leyte, uh, hit by kamikazes, uh, um, had a situation where a friend of his was cut in half with a, a samurai sword. So my father killed that guy and took his sword. I mean, I'm talking about some really nasty, get down, dirty stuff. And then you come back to civilization. I can tell you that my father, I never knew him, never knew him when he was not, had not, you know, I wonder what he was like before combat. I, I've always wondered that. I'll never, ever, ever know that. Um, never talked about it, uh, never brought it up. I know that uh, all through my adolescence, he was uh, going to the doctors to get the shrapnel pulled out of his face because uh, his Jeep had been blown up, and killed his Jeep driver. He was thrown out of the Jeep, uh, heavily wounded. Um, um, and survived it, stayed, didn't get to come home, uh, went briefly on R&R &R to Australia, where one day, mysteriously, I got a koala bear as a, as a pet, a bear to hug uh, in the absence of my father. I always loved the koala bear, the cutest little thing. I asked my mother, what is that? She says, that's a koala bear. Your father is on R&R &R in Australia, but he's not coming home. He's going right back into combat as soon as he's able. So I can tell you that disruption is going on in Ukraine to that family is the thing that resonates with me quite a bit. When I see those little kids and I see their fathers are staying behind to fight, I know that that this is going to be forever a life-changing event for them. Things will never, ever, ever be the same. Uh, and I, I, I got to tell you that it really stirs basic visceral emotions in me about Putin and the Russians. Everything I've ever heard from uh, Europeans, the Hungarians, uh, the Estonians and those people, they hated the Russians. Um, they didn't so much hate the Germans. Uh, as I remember it, the Germans were um, uh, a little, surprisingly enough, um, better organized, better chains of command, uh, somehow different in personality, stock, character, heritage from Russians. And I'm going to get into that in a little bit with you because I've been researching that. It's most interesting how that has been played out. Uh, of course, you know, we have the excellent testimony from Ramsey Samurai, who uh, was in charge of nuclear nonproliferation for President Bush and uh, has sat right there in the Oval Office at, uh, next to the president all through those eras. So um, we brought him to you and he had an excellent show on uh, the paranoia of the Russian people, uh, particularly the Russian leaders why they feel they're encircled. You see, they don't have much access to water, only down there by Crimea, and over a tiny port up there north of Poland in that area, do they have any access to water. And on the, on the, on the, on the, uh, on their uh, uh, east side, they have vast expanses of land that's not good for much. And on the other side, of course, they have China. So uh, they're, and, uh, they're not really 
uh, you know, the fantastic geography of the United States of America. We have two big bodies of water, uh, ports all up and down both coasts, port, uh, ports all around the Gulf, prevailing trade winds across the continent, big rivers down the middle. We're able to feed the world. We're such, our land is so fertile. And, uh, uh, you know, there's not a piece of real estate on the globe like the United States of America. It is absolutely situated perfectly. It is hence the greatest economic force on the continent because it's able to diversify itself in economy in so many ways. It had all the assets. It had the ability to grow food. It had the ability to industrialize. It had the cities. It had the ports. And it was, uh, you can't find another place like this. Uh, Australia doesn't really compare. India, maybe in some ways, but its northern side is really a hostile side. We've managed to maintain a very uh, civilized uh, relationship with Canada. Mexico, a little more tenuous. Uh, all that to the southern hemisphere. I'm going to get into how uh, Russia is working to undermine us quietly. It's not making the news. Uh, but what you have to understand from me showing you these pictures from my friend and along the Polish border is that clear back in November, we knew Ukraine was going to blow up and uh, we were preparing to do what we could do in a measured way. Uh, uh, Does that tell you the intel was pretty good? Uh, whether or not the resolve is there for the leaders remains to be seen. I suspect it isn't. Um, everybody is just very nervous about where is the resolve going to come from to stop this because if it's unstopped, as you know, it can keep on going. Uh, there's no reason why. It, we're there, we, we have to stop it. It can't go into Poland. It can't go into France. And, you know, it just can't do that. Uh, if it does, it's all, it's, it, it's you know, it's, it's, we just can't do it. And I'm gonna get into why we can in just a moment because I'm curious myself. And remember, this is a classroom. And I've always told the students, if the teacher's not learning, then you students can't learn because you're getting the froth off of my learning. In other words, what I'm learning, I'm sharing with you. And what I'm sharing with you is perfectly uh, uh, fair game for you to uh, jump into and, uh, and, 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 and criticize or modify it as the way you want to modify it. Um, first of all, it seems as if, and remember I went to military school, I, to my great surprise, my mother kept all my report cards. And to my great surprise, I had an A-plus in military strategy. I never knew that. I couldn't remember that. I just remember that I was tremendously, tremendously respected, as I said the other day, Colonel Wade, a West Point graduate who was my analytical geometry professor, who was ramrod posture straight, uh, two hearing aids from all the concussions that he had heard from artillery. Uh, but boy, did I respect him. Um, so uh, Russia is probably going to go after Ukraine's cities, and uh, there is um, the, the uh, uh, campaign is going to be gruesome and unlike anything Europeans and Americans have witnessed. Now, this is the first war we've had that is Internet accessible, uh, that is instantly available uh, to the Western world anyway over the various platforms, which, by the way, we've always been trying to censor. And, um, um, and we got to watch it because right now all those platforms are censored and shut down in Russia. And we certainly don't want to imitate them, but it's been my observation that we've been moving in that direction. Uh, so uh, if, if, if Putin continues his campaign, uh, you're going to witness uh, uh, innocent people killed. You've already seen it. He doesn't make any uh, distinction. Public squares are perfectly good targets for cluster bombs. Uh, civilians can go to and be killed. It's not a discretion that uh, uh, Putin seems to respect. Um, uh, these uh, situations and scenes are expected to multiply. Uh, the civilized world may sit back and watch it and increasingly demand it be stopped. But until we establish a no-fly zone, which is very, very, we didn't establish a no-fly zone in Iraq. If you remember, General Schwarzkopf was asked by the uh, Iraqi commanders, is it okay if we fly our helicopters uh, in the no in this area? After all, we have to reinforce our people. This had to have some excuses. 
and General Schwarzkopf said, okay. How did that work against us? Well, we were going to go away and let the Kurds fight the Russians, and they would be our surrogates. Well, guess what? Uh, the Iraqis with the air zones we let them fly in destroyed the Kurds. So we run the same problem with the Ukraine, with Ukraine people here. Um, if we don't protect them, um, right now we're using them as a surrogate to stop uh, Putin's invasion into European, quote unquote, civilization. And we're going to get into the meaning of that word in a moment. So uh, we have covert capabilities. And I have, you know, what I was very surprised to see there was the B-52. Uh, those B-52s uh, don't play. And, and, and we pull them out and we are got them loaded up for one reason. And uh, that is to carry the atomic bomb. So uh, we, although we did bomb with a lighter bomb in uh, uh, Vietnam with it, uh, it's well understood how the Strategic Air Force stacked sack bases that pieces our, pieces our profession is the slogan. And it's because it's strength, uh, 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 strength, strength, uh, the strength is enabled by military might. Um, so uh, we, we are looking then at the possibility of what do you do with no-fly zones. The other thing is uh, that's going on here is China and India, as Ramsey said the other day, hold a key for isolating Putin, and so far they haven't been willing to do it. China and India are the world's two most populous countries, okay? And uh, they are not united with the West in isolating Russia. This is a little bit, we don't expect China to, uh, but we do expect India to. And if India drags its feet, and we were talking the other day with Ramsey about how important India is. Uh, got vast access to water. It's got a very intelligent and populated community influenced heavily by uh, British influence. Uh, so many of our finest physicians here, right here in this community have come from India. Uh, uh, we, have, we, we have a respect for education. Uh, these people are sitting on the fence right now. Both countries have abstained on a United Nations resolution uh, condemning the Russian invasion. And uh, this is not something that sits well with, uh, with the rest of the world. Uh, the, uh, the opinion of intelligence is that, uh, as I understand it, that China will have Putin's back. And uh, uh, what uh, uh, China and Russia have in common that have enabled their leaders to stay in power and gain power is both of them have demonized the West. Both of them think that the West is filled with frivolous and childish uh, conversations and uh, uh, digressions and distractions right now. Uh, they look on with bemused uh, uh, observations about all this critical race theory stuff and uh, you know whether or not everybody can go in the same bathroom and all that. Uh, this is very amusing to Putin and uh, uh, the, the leader of China. Uh, they think this is, is a, a perfect indication of how weak and in such disarray the leadership is in the United States. Uh, I have to say that the election beep is being uh, observed by them. They're, they're very watchful that uh, the uh, United States about to hoist itself on its own petard uh, by the way in which it is uh, calling the uh, January 6th thing an insurrection. Uh, they look on that with some bemused observations and opinions. Um, so they are a coalition, uh, China and Russia. Uh, they hold together by demonizing us. Of course, we're girding our loins against the decision, should it come, uh, that uh, China would go into Taiwan. Um, that also will be a big leadership issue for the United States president. Uh, when are you going to confront? And when are you going to defend these democracies? Uh, what are you going to do to keep this from being uh, run over violently? Um, so there's even ample reason, uh, and I'm getting these things from a lot of articles that I've been reading. Um, uh, there's really even ample reason to believe that Putin delayed his attack on Ukraine until after uh, the Winter Olympics in China. So he made that deal with uh, the Chinese leader to make sure that uh, 
uh, they were all on the same page and that uh, uh, the, the invasion would not be a distraction and uh, to the China attempt to look good. Um, now, also we know that every bit of gas, uh, you know, here we have Kerry running around worried about climate change. We know that every bit of gasoline that Putin does not sell to Europe or uh, the oil that we don't get from over here in America that will drive up the pump price maybe to $10 a gallon, uh, the Chinese will buy it. Um, we also know that a military, American military resources are diverted away from Asia. And, uh, and, and that plays into the hands of China because if Putin keeps up what he's doing, then we have got to, just as I showed you a moment ago on the screen, deploy forces there at least along the Polish border. Um, if that's the case, then we're distracted from the Asian theater, which the Chinese have been busy. We've been covering this with Ramsey for years or two now, uh, building a, a big, powerful navy to take take uh, charge of those 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 waters. So, um, um, you know, we have Taiwan there waiting in uh, to have maybe a shoe drop there. Um, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization um, would need unanimous consent to militarily help Ukraine, and they don't have it, okay? They do not have unity of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, which Trump criticized because he said, we've been keeping it propped up with our dollars, our taxpayers. How come you guys don't go ahead and prop it up with some of your money? We're talking about Germany and Japan and some of these other countries. Hey, why are we always a checkbook, okay? Now, for those of people who want to run down America, you know, the people who work here and, and, and deliver your mail and fix your plumbing and fix your lights and, and fix your automobile and educate your kids, uh, they're the taxpayers and they are propping up NATO. They are propping up the United Nations. Always remember that if you want to be critical of this country. But China and Russia see that uh, we don't have a population here that respects that. Plus, we don't have secure immigration borders, and they love that because they can use those, uh, those uh, porous borders to infiltrate this country, infiltrate this country uh, with all kinds of people that are not friends of the country, and believe me, they're doing it. Um, uh, any puppet government in any of these big cities that, that are put up by, uh, they'll be put up by uh, Russia, and uh, uh, meanwhile, one of the things that has come out is, and we've known this all along, is that the Russian army is not very well trained, it's not very well commanded, and doesn't have great logistics, but it has commitment, and it has firepower, and it will use it to what do, get what it needs to do. Uh, and most analysts think the Ukrainian military will sooner or later crack. It will not be uh, able to hold up much longer. So I, I predict Ukraine will fall, um, We'll have a tremendous loss of life. We'll have a tremendous number of displaced people uh, that will be pouring across the borders and other countries will be absorbing them. Um, and uh, uh, Moscow will seek to install an obedient government, uh, perhaps not in all of Ukraine, but certainly in the eastern part of Ukraine. Uh, the, the hope by us is that there'll be a strong in, insurgency that materializes, but it, you have to remember the Kurds. Uh, if we don't have a no-fly zone and uh, uh, Russia's military might, there will be no, in my humble opinion, there'll be no insurgency. Economic sanctions are not going to really make much difference. It intensify uh, the uh, inflation problem even here in the West because the economic sanctions will, since we've got this stuff about shutting off the Keystone Pipeline and shutting down our coal, shutting down our oil, uh, fueling our economy, um, with our own assets, uh, we'll be dependent upon and are dependent upon uh, Russian oil, Russian gas, that sort of thing. And uh, if we put the hardship on them, then we, in effect, are putting the hardship on ourselves. So um, that that is something that I did not hear referenced in uh, old Uncle Joe's State of the Union. Um, the uh, so probably if the Possibly, Ukraine will be broken into two parts. This should make you remember North and South Korea. 
There are negotiation talks going on right now, but they're just that. How long have negotiation talks been going on between North and South Korea? Well, let me remind you, my friends, that they began in the 50s. So we've got about 70 years or more of negotiation talks, and we haven't gotten one single thing done toward unifying North and South Korea. Not one single thing. And remember, North Korea is propped up by China. So uh, the breaking of Ukraine into two parts is going to be very similar to breaking Korea into two parts. Um, right now, we're not keeping an eye on the advance of Russia into Africa. Um, the uh, Russians are busily going into a place where uh, they are associating with, associating with the Muslims in Africa, which is um, uh, something that we're aware of, but we're not doing anything about. Uh, maybe we can't do anything about. Um, the, uh, the, the climate of the Democrat Party is to uh, focus on climate change and, and progressive ideology. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Russia's political advancements uh, into places uh, uh, keeps on going on, particularly in Africa. And uh, uh, where there seems to be a disorderliness to life, uh, there's a lot of tribal conflict. There's a lot of, um, you know, let's put it the way it is, black-on-black -black crime. And Russia is going to come in and uh, make, make, a, 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 make hay out of that. Um, and uh, 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 this is all being done, as I say, while the West is in the, in the opinion of Putin and the, uh, China's leader uh, on the brink of political and moral decadence. Um, uh, that's where they see we are, on the brink of political and moral decadence. I think it's such a fascinating thing to talk about. Um, meanwhile, we're talking about defunding the police. We're talking about um, uh, progressive theories on crime and prosecution. And uh, meanwhile, uh, Europe is, uh, is uh, under attack. And, and of course, uh, Africa is being, uh, 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 Russia is working away, in, as is China, in Africa. Um, there are many other things here that I can report to you. The Islamic militant ex uh, threat is expanding in Africa, uh, all through Ghana and the Ivory Coast. Uh, the jihadist objective is to get to the sea. I'm going to run out of time here. I just want to remind you of one thing that I, I, I learned from my military professors. Uh, it always has stayed with me. People are always talking about peace, okay? That's a good thing to talk about. But from the military point of view, peace is an illusion. War is the reality. Warthog Command Center out.